What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, well, Arthur Motes and I have plenty to yap about, namely the return of Juju Smith-Schuster, what this all means for Steven Nelson, some more free agency signings, and just a, let's call it a clearer picture as the roster starts to come together. Let's get it going. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, okay, what is going on, Steelers Nation? It's Arthur Motes here, Motes and Euler. As we mm-hmm. always do at the 12 o'clock hour on Tuesdays and Thursdays, baby. So for the next two hours, this is where we will be, baby. And the best place to get involved with us because we always do a super interactive show is on the Twitter.com. And that is at the body 52. The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And my good hair colleague, my partner in crime on this beautiful spring day here in sunny Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great, Arthur Motes. We have got plenty to discuss, which mm-hmm. is always, you know, a uh, an exciting development when you're starting one of these shows. We are certainly not fishing for conversation topics today. What? You said it's not the content gold rush anymore? It's not the content <laughs> gold rush anymore. It's like the content. We're getting spoon fed. Hey, hey, hey listen. We, we, we have a surplus of content right now for all my e-com ages out there. A surplus. <laughs> a surplus. Of, we have a plethora of Ah, content. there we go. Uh, we got a beautiful day here in western Pennsylvania. I am... You know, yesterday I was down bad. You, I bet. I was down bad yesterday. I was, I was sad because of you being sad. You know how I felt. Sunday was a rough day for your boy. I mean, everybody knows that WVU fall mm-hmm. into Syracuse in a game where just, hey, Syracuse played well. You got to give them credit. But, man, we just didn't figure it out till about <laughs> 35 minutes into the game. It, it, it felt like that was too late. The Penguins also lose on Sunday. My Manchester United Red Devils go crashing out of the quarterfinals mm-hmm. of the FA Cup against Leicester City. So and, Arthur Motes. And w- w- didn't uh Juventus, didn't they lose? They lost too, right? <laughs> yeah, but I know. I mean, okay. I, like, I like Ronaldo, but oh, I'm not okay, really, okay. I was saying, I'm not emotionally invested. Okay, because like I, I, I even peeped you, though, with your, I peeped with your them because of you. Because at, That's the only reason why I turned the Juventus game on. Look at you with your results. So you know Arthur saying? Motes, the good people out there, they know. That, you know, the good hair. He cares about four teams in this world. Yes. The Steelers. Emotionally invested. I like The Steelers, WVU, the Penguins, and Manchester United. Mm -hmm. Well, Arthur Motes, three of those four teams played on Sunday, Mm. and all three lost. It was rough. So I was a little down bad uh, yesterday, but I'm back today. We got good weather. We got plenty to talk about. I'm in the booth with my partner in crime. I'm ready to roll. Oh, yeah. And speaking of the plenty of stuff to talk about, man, as it pertains to Steeler Nation, Ladies and gentlemen, we have big time good news. We do. Now, obviously, the first part of this news happened right after we left up out of here on Thursday. <laughs> it is funny how that works, it's, right? This is like the second week in a row now. But actually, third. Because remember, the Haskins thing happened right when we were leaving out of here. It, it, all the big news breaks at yes. like one fifty on a Thursday. Always. When you and I have like three minutes to this talk crazy. about it before we got to get out of here. So for those that, I mean, unless you were living under a rock or you've been, you know, zero dark 30 anti-social media, Juju Smith-Schuster, ladies and gentlemen, has re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers on yes. a, air quotes, one-year $8 million deal, four years voidable after that. So I don't know why you wouldn't just call it a five-year deal, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. Contract speak, right? Contract speak. Yes, a one-year $8 million deal. But then along with Juju re-signing, and obviously that dominated the uh, airways over the weekend, 
We also re-signed Chris Wormley. Obviously, mm-hmm. we traded for him last year from the Baltimore Ravens, signed him back on a two-year, I think it's $4.3 million deal as well. Um, but with both of these, and we're going to get into this a little bit too because oh, I, I, I'm still – I always like to talk to, to somebody that can it. bounce these cap questions off of I and like stuff it. like I that. Like but um, <clears throat> just as a whole, man, we know when Juju, once he got re-signed, the big talk became over the weekend – Number one, was it a good or bad move for Juju? But number two, did he win or lose free agency? So, you know, with that being the case, I I wanted to get your perspective first. I wanted to hear, like, what what were you thinking of when you, you know, initially saw him returning and things like that? And then, obviously, for the number, one for eight, you know, it's good, bad. You think he, you know, like I said, do you think he won this thing or do you think he lost it? Sure. Yeah, man, whole whole lot to, uh, to dissect and to chew on here. Um... My initial reaction, right, when, when news broke last week, my first initial reaction was, hey, that's a heck of a number to get Juju at. That's good value. Uh, my reaction at the same time, though, too, was that's still a sizable chunk of money. And when you look at a lot of the positional needs that the Steelers have, right, I think we can all agree, offensive line, you know, tackle and center. We've all talked about running back at nauseum um, with Ola Adani off the New York. I think we can add edge uh, rusher. Tennessee. Tennessee, sorry, yep. yes. Uh edge rusher to that conversation we all know since Vince Williams has been released interior linebacker to that conversation too Arthur Motes eight million dollars can get you a nice player at those positions heck it can get you two nice players maybe at two of those positions as well too so that was kind of my first reaction I believe I believe two things to be true that one that that was really good value for the Steelers for Juju and what they're getting there two that okay though maybe you could have used that money somewhere else I think both and those things don't have to be mutually exclusive I Mm -hmm. think both of those things can be true the Steven Nelson news comes with this the requesting a trade right he's been putting some stuff out there on social media I think yesterday as well too seems like he feels that there's going to be uh you know uh, some moving and shaking here as well soon so those were kind of my my initial reactions when everything you know, was announced yeah. from from that standpoint. Now, mm-hmm. as it relates to Juju, when you ask good or bad, in the short term, I, I think it's tough to say Juju won free agency in the short term. Right, right. But Arthur Motes, this time next year, I think we could be singing a different tune. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and what I mean by that is Juju did not get the fourteen million dollars a year over three or four years, like a lot of us thought that yeah. he was going to and, deals and that it, we saw like Kenny Galladay and, and, get and, and, um exactly. Carlos Davis. Exactly. Guys like that, yeah. Now, it's not just as cut and dry as you know how this works too. People have run both ways with this. There's been one camp who's firmly Juju is such a great guy. He could have gotten more money. He could have gone to the Baltimore Ravens. He took a hometown discount. There's the other camp, Arthur Motes, right, that is, oh, Juju's tucking his tail and Juju got nothing and Juju stinks and Juju completely lost and Juju has egg on his head, right? When we all know how this works, the true answer lies somewhere in the middle. You said the middle. No, no, no. This is radio business. You know it's no middle ground. <laughs> Stop that. You you told me that a right, long well, time ago. Well, in that case, I brought, <laughs> in that case, I brought the eggs, Arthur Motes. Let's all right. <laughs> I think right now it's easy to say that, yeah, and, and, and I don't think you're exaggerating when you'd say that, yeah, Juju probably thought he'd get a longer-term deal with a little bit more money. But Arthur Motes, it's not just because of, oh, he was TikToking and he was dancing on logos. 
this is a weird offseason. We all know this. The cap's coming down. A lot of teams are, are pressed for cap concerns. That number we all think a year from now is going to skyrocket when that new media money, which that's something else we got to talk about, by the way, hmm. when that new deal that pays NFL teams $300 million each per year. We can't have that type of deal. NFL is canceled. Politics out of football. Yeah, that's weird. I Come thought, on, man. I thought you go woke, you go broke. Yeah, that's what that, everybody that's, was telling me for the last three years. I definitely saw if you take a knee or you speak up on social injustice, nobody's tuning in anymore. That's are what you, I was I was under that impression. $300 million per team per year, that's before they sell a single ticket. Interesting. That's before they ink a merchandise sponsorship deal. That's before you go to the team store and buy one hat, one T-shirt, one TJ Watt jersey. Hmm. Okay? So that salary cap number, I think, is going to go up in a big way next year. Juju could still position himself. So the NFL himself. just flexed on all the fans. They, they <laughs> yeah, said, we don't care about y'all showing up anymore. We're going to get this TV deal. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> hey, Arthur Motes, we, do, we don't do math very often. Oh, my god! I'm not great at math, but I can figure this one out. The salary cap is under $200 million. Mm-hmm. NFL teams are getting $300 million, again, just for media rights. That's before they sell a ticket. I see, I see them they, W will starting to turn. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. That's before the Heinz Field sponsorship. <laughs> that's before the PPG here and the UPMC there and the, and the whatever meets here. And that's before, like I said, any of us buy a pair of, t- uh, buy a pair of shorts, buy a Joe Hayden jersey, buy a Ben Roethlisberger T-shirt, whatever it is. So, yeah, that number, I think, is going to go up big time. They are not hurting for cash. This year certainly threw a monkey wrench into the equation. But Arthur Motes, this time next year, Juju could be signing. He could be signing that big, um, you know, maybe it's four years. Maybe it's 16, 17 million instead of the 14 number, you know, because with the cap, because of the year that he could have this year. It, it Again, I know everybody wants to – they want the hot take. They want either Juju is the nicest person ever because he took a huge, massive hometown discount, or they want Juju just had a dozen eggs cracked on his forehead and ha, 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 let's all point and laugh. It, it doesn't have to be that black or that white. It can be probably a little less than Juju wanted, a good deal for the Steelers, but with the grain of salt that it's a pandemic and he can set himself up nicely to still cash in big time a year from now. I like what you said right there, man. You are on the money today. <clears throat> For me, man, a couple of things, right? My initial thought process was, when did voidable deals become so prevalent yeah. in the NFL? Like, I didn't hear that thing until like, recently. I've never heard of one year, four voidable years until Taysom Hill did it, and then Big Ben did it. Now Juju's doing it. I mean, we're seeing multiple guys do this. And to me, I'm just like, if this loophole is always available, why do we care about the salary cap? Yeah. I mean, you essentially got Juju for $8 million, and he's only going to count for $1 million on the cap this year because you gave him a $7 million signing bonus. That's great. Why doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> I mean, like, like, and I understand in terms of as a whole why certain players win it because you don't have the job security after the one year. Sure. But for contract year guys or for guys that are fringe Big time deals or not, like Maybe Juju one more, is one more good year right. puts you over the top. If that's the case, if I'm the organizations, why wouldn't I pay a guy like that instead of franchise tagging? Why wouldn't I just simply say, Well, look, I'm gonna do this, sign a bonus you here, base salary is what you're gonna play for, that's what's gonna count on the cap, and then we'll disperse that mm-hmm. sign a bonus over the next couple of years. Voidable contract, air quotes right there. That's what I kept saying to myself. So yeah, if that is the case, if that is a luxury that's available to us, we shouldn't be concerned about the rest of the roster. We should be saying, so go out here and make another. Made up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it. we, we thought it was funny money being spent beforehand. This right here, I, I don't care what no one says now. The Taysom Hill deal. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, if this is the quote-unquote loophole that has been created 
for whatever reason it may be, the salary cap is no more than just a figment of our imagination. It's something nice to write on paper, but mm-hmm. we know that it really isn't a hard cap like they imply. Mm-hmm. Which then makes me think, well, have y'all been doing this or saying this to keep a cap on how much y'all trying to pay the players? But that's for another discussion. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, it's not I, adding up. You know what? It's, it's not. It's it, not. It, 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 you know what? Okay, so you're not going to tell me you got 2.2 million dollars available on salary cap, knowing that you got draft picks that you got to sign and all these other things. Right. But then you could make this type of move and then correspond two days later and sign Chris Wormley on another multi-year. Like, it's not adding up. Salary cap is fake. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. I'm I'm just letting you know. It's just a social construct that the man put out there to try and keep you down, and we all got to stick it to the man. Don't be surprised. <laughs> they say football is a microcosm of life. That they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's so that was my first reaction to this thing. No, but like after that. that, I thought a couple of things in terms of Juju winning and losing, winning or losing the hometown discount thing. Personally, the hometown discount, from my perspective, is a myth. That's yeah. what you put out there to make it sound better. I agree. Because at the end of the day, the three offers that he had, the Steelers offered him eight, mm-hmm. Ravens offered him eight. Chiefs offered him 7.5. Everybody talked, well, the incentives, the Chiefs offered him more, 4 million in incentives. Ravens offered him 3 million in incentives. Let me break down what an incentive is. Yes, thank you. Oh, Professor <clears throat> Motes, we haven't seen you in a while. An, an incentive is essentially, hey, Wes, if you come and work for me next week, I'll pay you after that. I got you. But you got to make sure you show up on time. You got to make sure everything is done this way, this if way, and that way. At least, uh, and I give you if that. you get at least two dozen tweets, right. you know, you got to hit your numbers. But, but you don't have that money, correct? It's not the same as, hey, as soon as you sign, you're getting this $6 million, regardless if you come to work, regardless if you suck, regardless of anything. (laughs) 12 days after, you're getting that check, right? So when you talk about incentive-based money, it's fairy tale. Those incentives, and I've seen them, where sometimes they are obtainable. But I've also seen sometimes where these incentives are very outlandish. So if you're Juju, right, and say, for example, the Ravens and the Chiefs, their incentives read this, 100 catches, Juju, and you'll get a million dollars. 15 touchdowns, you'll get a million dollars. And if we get a Super Bowl appearance, you'll get a million dollars. Go to the AFC Championship game, whatever. So, yeah. so let's factor in how difficult that could realistically be. Baltimore, you're not throwing the ball enough for Juju to catch 100 passes. Nope. Kansas City, he's splitting touches between that's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. A lot of dogs with one bone. So essentially, that's $1 million that he would be losing right there, right? All right, the next part 15 touchdowns. AB led the league in touchdowns when you were 15. 15 is a ton of a touchdowns. A lot of touchdowns for anybody, but for anyone. a wide receiver. Right. And we already said Baltimore, they're not throwing him the rock enough for that to happen. And Kansas City's splitting touches. So it's probably safe to say that, eh, that's probably not going to happen either. Mm-hmm. Now we can bake on the team success element of it, and we know how iffy that can get at times. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about incentive-based money, there's a reason why players aren't as open and we don't like incentive-based money the same way we like guaranteed money. No different than the L-Bell conversation between a rolling guarantee and a guarantee. Even though it's there in, in, in theory, you can see the numbers, it's not there in all actuality. And, and that's the big thing. So yeah. the whole narrative of him taking less, he didn't have to. He's not taking less. He just took what was guaranteed to him right here. And of the three offers, okay, this matches his best offer from Baltimore, and it was $500,000 more than what Kansas City offered. Right. The whole Philly offered a multi-year deal, that could be a fairy tale as well because we don't have any proof of that. We got proof of the other stuff. Right. We don't have any proof of the details of that. Correct. So I didn't look at it as a hometown discount. But what I do think is this. For Juju, if you're going to take a one-year deal and you're going to try to maximize this scenario and hit the market again in hopes of having more success, knowing that the cap is going up, why not go where you're familiar? 
Absolutely. If you're going to Baltimore, you're going to have to learn their scheme. Obviously, your targets and touches 100%. are going to go down. If you go to Kansas City, you got to learn their scheme. Obviously, your targets and touches will go down. Now, for you will benefit a little bit more, obviously, because you have a, a more prolific passer in uh, Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, if you were in Baltimore, you probably have a lot more open passes <laughs> because we see when they're, when Hollywood and, and Mark Andrews are catching the ball, they're not making combat catches. Off of the fakes that they utilize from their running game, those guys typically are running wide open. Sure. So for Juju, you would get a lot more of that activity. But as a whole, you're not going to be that quarterback's no. number one guy. And that's the thing, too. We all know. I mean, in Pittsburgh? Everybody knows at, yes. at any big moment last season. We're going to Juju. Whether it was a needed a touchdown, yep. needed a third down conversion, we're going to Juju. And, and, and it's not even that he was the most talented guy on the roster. But his rapport with Ben, his yes. consistency, and his sure-handedness is what has brought him that good grace with seven. Correct. He's not going to have that with Patrick Mahomes initially. He's not going to have that with Lamar Jackson initially. Take, look how, I mean, it took three, four years to build yes. that up with Ben. So just think about... If this is a contract year for you and you know every game matters, every stat matters, everything that I can do matters, why not go in a situation where you know you're going to get those targets, you know you're going to get an opportunity, and you already have the familiarity? That's well said. To me, all of those things makes perfect sense for Juju to stay here with the offers that were on the table. Now, if the offers on the table were 2 and $3 million more, like if they were legit 1, uh, one for 11 or 1 for 12, night and day. Yeah. But incentive-based money is fairytale money. Mm-hmm. So with all those factors being the case, this makes perfect sense for Juju. Now, with that being said, he mm-hmm. does put a lot more stock and a lot more of his future in the Big Ben basket, the Big Ooh, Ben bounce back basket. Sure. Because we know we got two baskets with Ben. We got the group that's saying he could bounce back. You got the ones that's saying he's washed. It's over. It's the eleven and zero group. Yeah. Versus the the, the one, one in six, five, well, one in five down the stretch. Was, I mean, he didn't play in the yeah. last game. But so still, one in five, one in yeah, five down yeah. the stretch. So. When I think of that, if I'm Juju, now obviously with Juju, you have the emotional equity. You have the sweat equity with Ben of, mm-hmm. man, we've been through here. I've seen him make these plays. Yep, Juju's seen Ben go through the major injury. Yeah. Yep. So you could easily understand why he's going to have elite-level confidence sure. that seven can sure. bounce back. Absolutely. But if he doesn't, just understand the ramifications that this could have on Juju from a career standpoint. We know when it comes to free agency, you don't get a lot of times to hit it while you're hot. If Juju was sitting in this market two years ago, he would have got out here and had a deal better than Kenny Galladay. Let's be real about it. But the timing of it two years later, totally different perspective. The numbers don't matter when it's two years later because we're looking at the trend of those numbers. 100%. So with Juju, this is a critical year. Oh, This is a make or break from a a massive year for him. If he's going to be a double-digit guy from a money standpoint, it happens off of this year. Correct. If he has another year where it looks like last year or worse the year before that, this is going to be the max he's getting, these eight you know, eight per year deals. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the scenario that he's in right now. But a lot of that is going to be largely hinged upon Big Ben. It'd be interesting, man. Big Ben, that offensive line, maybe some run game in there too. No, you're absolutely right. This is – and not make or break in terms of, all. Oh, well, if Juju doesn't have a great year, he's never going to play in the NFL again. Right, we're not saying – we're talking it's about him having generational money. In terms of him making that generational yeah. money, in terms of him being viewed as a true number one wide receiver. Because uh, you're right, Motsi, 2018 was obviously the year, right? I mean, he had, he had dang near 1,500 reception yards, seven touchdowns, 111 receptions – a 97-yard touchdown, like mm-hmm. that, an average of nine yards per target. Like, those right there mm-hmm. are number one wide receiver numbers. Yes. Um, but ever since then, and we all know the things that happened. He dealt with some injuries in 2019. There was also the absence of Ben Roethlisberger. And, and then last year he and got— And the absence of someone else. 
Well, that does does not leave all a doubt. a rather large <laughs> chest. Is that what you're referencing? With a rather large bag of productivity as well. Yes, a, that that gentleman. Yes, a name that rhymes with yes Donald Lotion. Mm-hmm. That that guy. Oh, you like yes. that? <laughs> I, I like that 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 guy. Him. You know what? They you call him Hemothy. That's what I thought. You know what, Mozi? I, Sup- I was about to say Donald Lotion. That sounds like a name and a profession. I'm not even going there. Yeah, I was say I ain't I'm really. Not, uh, I'm not even going there. If you're uh, old enough, you're picking up what I'm putting especially down. Especially in today's climate. We don't need that in the NFL right now. My name's Lotion. Donald Lotion. <laughs> Next, you me get massages. Whoa. Yeah, but, you know, like, it, it it's, it's a big year, I think, for a lot of Steelers in regards to what happens and yes not even to the necessarily magnitude of Juju Smith-Schuster right but you and I have talked about this like this feels like a year where it's just going to be a springboard for a lot of different things like it could be the end of a lot of eras in regards to like you and I have discussed Mm -hmm. a Hall of Fame quarterback a Hall of Fame general manager right like like we're not we're not breaking any news here that people don't know this could be the last ride for Ben Roethlisberger this could be the last ride for Kevin Colbert who knows what that means for the head coach as well too we know how all these things work now obviously again it's a different conversation than that for Juju Juju's only what, 24 years old yeah. like he, he he's, he's still got a lot of football left in front of him but in terms of make or break your perception like Moat said where we all thought he was in 2018 what the last two years have been, if, if you want the Stefan Diggs perception, right? Even the Kenny Galladay, uh, this this has yeah you're absolutely right. This has to be the year, and there's a lot of things that have to work in lockstep with Juju, right? Obviously, he mm-hmm. has to be productive. He has to be good himself. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But yes. you mentioned the quarterback. We've talked about the offensive line, how the run game plays into this, and how see, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Matt Canada's mm-hmm. offense play into this. And honestly, the reason for me why I'm less concerned about Juju and his productivity, Juju has always been steadily consistent. Outside of the that third year where he was dealing with the injuries, obviously no Ben, no AB, those factored in, and obviously the numbers were down. But you saw him last year. He was still back to being who he is in terms of a yes. high-end, number yes. two, elite-level slot receiver. That's what he is. So you got a chance to see that. I don't think that that's going to change. I think the biggest thing is, like you said, Ben, in terms of him consistently being able to be productive, especially stretching the field them being able to run the ball consistently. Mm-hmm. If, they can't, if they can't do those two things, I don't think Juju is even going to matter in terms of impact this season because we saw what it looked like down the stretch last year when those things became, you know, present. When Ben started to struggle with his consistency, when they the run game became it null became and void, one-dimensional. we saw the impact of Juju. It, I mean, he would have splash plays, but it wasn't to the same extent as early on in the year. And that's one of the things to me that I look, I'm just like, Juju could be a lot better if those things yeah. take place. I don't think it's going to change in terms of who he is. I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff and start having drop issues right, right. or this and that, where some of these other guys were like, eh, you know, that, that could have been a fluke right there. I don't think that's the case with Juju, but you could just see how he has a lot of other variables that are going to dictate his success this year. Yeah, no, that's well stated. It is a year where there's a lot of moving parts. Now, the good news with all that, right, is that we hope that this offseason will look much more like a normal offseason than last year. We're not, we don't entirely know everything for sure, but hopefully there'll be more OTAs and more, more mini camp, more hands on, you know, not behind a Correct. screen, more real hands on time with Matt Canada, Very with a true. lot of these uh, moving products. But you're right, Motsi. It's, hey, 
it's never there's never a a dull year. I mean, I guess one in the National Football League in general when you're only playing 16 games, and it is. I mean, it's literally you and I have said this before. It's not hyperbolic in this league to say that jobs and futures and careers are literally, legitimately on the line every single week. Without a doubt, that, yes. That's how it is when you only play six, well, 17 games this year, whatever. You guys get it when it's such a small – it's not 82 games like the NBA. It's not 162 games. All right, if the Pirates lay a stinker, they're back at it the next night. All right, if the Penguins lay a stinker, they get a night or two off and then they're back at it. That's not how it works in the National Football League. It is a very results, performance-based business. I mean, they all are, but the sample size is so much smaller in the NFL. They they have a lot of people who, whether it be you know contract and future, whether it just be maybe a final chapter of that legacy, there's a lot on the line in, in that regard this year. No, without a doubt. And um, when we come back, man, we're going to talk about another guy whose legacy was here. Oh, yeah. But potentially is going to be going somewhere else, man. We got a lot to get into. Absolutely, man. We got to talk about this Steven Nelson situation, man, when we come back. So, y'all already know what to do, man. Stay right here on the (sighs) SNR.com. And (laughs) when we come back, this will be Moats and Euler. Peace.